Is that better? Yeah. Alright. Louder. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it was a Friday night. I walk alone. Episode 121 of the MLS Aces <laughs> podcast. This is your host. I'm stupid. I didn't lower the music. Tom Sweezy. That is my full legal no, name. We just, have, we just have background music for the whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> Get that shit pulled out in like five seconds. <laughs> um, I'm joined by Jason Vivang. Jason, how you doing, man? Um, I'm pretty good. You know, uh, I found like this is a good analogy for how I'm doing. Um, you know how on your, you have an iPhone, correct? Yes. Yeah, you do. It's blue. The text messages are yeah. blue. We're not um, Sam. <laughs> um, you know how when you get to 20% left and it's like, would you like to activate low power mode? Yeah. And then like the bar turns yellow and shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I'm at. Uh, it's cool. Hey. Like, but for me, like as a human, not for my phone. Hey, and we have two podcasts to do tonight, so we're all good. Yeah, we're good. How are yeah, you? This, this is dropping uh, a day later than usual, so I apologize about that. I've had a pretty fucking hectic week, so I got to move. I mean, technically, sh- it's dropping two days. Like, let's be real. The times people are going to listen to this are t- Friday. Oh, yeah, shit, you're right. I, I'm thinking a day <laughs> behind. So, yeah, you're, it's dropping two days later than usual. So sorry. Um, but, yeah, life gets in the way. This isn't, you know, my job, so it <laughs> happens. Um, I mean, I'd like it to be my job. If you want to help me make it my job and Jason's job and everyone's job, then go over to MLSAces.com and um, donate to the Ace Holes and become a member and support us, and you get a bunch of free cool shit with it. Um, we just got a nice little restock of stickers. Or Sorry, we're going to have a nice restock of stickers coming in soon, so... It's a, it's a perfect time. It's without a doubt a perfect time to come join. Um, so MLSAces.com, go over there, check out everything about us, our podcasts, support us there, um, read our blogs. And I've been pushing out blogs like, you know, fucking triplets like John Kate plus eight, that dude and girl. So <laughs> That yeah. show is so old. Oh, my God. Yeah, I just made a weird reference. So Wait, I never even watched I'm gonna look up. I've, I've watched it. You big fan? No, I've seen like maybe two episodes. Jason's a big fan. My parents would watch it, so I was <laughs> at that age in 2007. First Ooh. episode. It went to 2017? What? Yeah, you want to know like a really old show that I absolutely was a huge Ooh, fan of? Which switched to Kate Plus 8. Did they break up? Yeah, they got divorced, man. Oh, damn. Yeah, John like cheated and did shit. And... That's what happens when you have a fucking show. They probably like encouraged it. What happens when you have eight kids? we'll get to soccer um we're not going to talk about any specific game since we are recording this a few days later the midweek games are already starting for week 29 um it's it's just been a weird week so we're going to kind of talk a little playoff picture we're going to talk a little news and kind of do things that way um so jason i know you're a big fifa guy a big video game fifa guy did you see the FIFA twenty well the FIFA twenty dropped and check out some of the rankings? Wait, it's not out out though. Well, like it's it's close. It's it's close enough. It's definitely like in three days. It's still close enough. When uh, September twenty fourth, I was almost exactly correct. Yeah, it's it's like it's like tomorrow. <laughs> That's four days, but it's fine. it's okay. But... It's okay. I think it's probably Tuesday. Um, <laughs> they I feel like it usually drops on a Tuesday. Weird. But they yeah, just make uh, you. They make you like have to call out sick from work. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. True. Um. I like FIFA. I do play FIFA. It's. I find. I enjoy FIFA. Um. <laughs> basically, <laughs> I didn't like go through every player. Um. And I didn't like look that closely. But I'm excited about like a little bit of like additions to career mode. Um. I know they have the the like they're bringing back FIFA Street basically. Yep. So what are they? it's uh it's Volt Volta Volt Volta yeah yeah. I'm pretty pumped for that because that shit was awesome. Um, but I yeah, like, I just like the new additions will be pretty cool. The interactions that you can have as a manager in career mode is gonna be pretty cool. Like uh, you can like have conversations quote unquote with players and man. Uh, and like news reporters and like conferences and stuff like that so that'll be pretty cool 
but I kind of wanted to look at some of the rankings with you and see how you felt about him. Yeah, let's do it. Who, and this is probably the easy question, who do you think was the highest rated U.S. men's national team player? Um, I mean, I'm looking at it, but uh, I would have Well, guessed. okay, well, whatever. I would have guessed Pulisic anyway. Do you, uh, and since you're looking at it, it's cool. I don't give a shit. Whatever. Um, <laughs> you told you, me to open it before the episode. Yeah, but then you said you didn't really look, so I don't know if you were looking. So it's oh, I read, I read it, your article. Oh, when thanks, you man. Dropped it. Yeah, thanks, big man. supporter. Yeah. <laughs> I'm basically an asshole. Number number one supporter. Um, <laughs> Christian Pulisic being a 79 overall, tied with John Anthony Brooks, um, who's a 79 overall. I am very don't like that. I don't, I don't get how he's not at least an 80. I get how the dude's not a 99. Let's just be real. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, I mean, at least, like, an 80, 81, that's what I was expecting for Pulisic to come out in. Like, Brooks, fine, like, whatever. I still think he's one of our better players. He's just injury-prone, so I get it. But, like, Pulisic is at least, like, an 81. Schalke, I mean, I, I literally was thinking about Weston McKinney, and I read Schalke. Um, we'll get to Weston in a second. I'm furious about him. As I was about to say, he should be higher. But, yeah, if you want to go somewhere else, let's do it. We have, for the U.S. men's national team, players three through eight. No, sorry, three through nine are all 76. Now, yeah, like, I know stupid. I know 76 is a big number in America. Like, you know, 1776. Like, I get it. But the EA, like, we don't need have 15 players. We don't need like fifteen fucking players with the seventy-six overall rating. Especially, I feel like some no. of them could be seventy-sevens or seventy-eights. I feel like some of these guys could be like fucking seventy-twos, but let's just be real. <laughs> oh well, Tyler, yeah, some of them should. Tyler Adams and Fabian Johnson are on completely different parts in their career. Michael Bradley and Weston McKenney. And this is an MLS podcast. I love MLS. I support Major League Soccer. But starting midfield, starting defensive midfielder for Toronto FC, who, eh, it does not equal starting all around midfielder for Schalke in the Bundesliga. Like, no, like those two things. Just it does don't not equal, equal Tyler same. Adams starter for RB Leipzig when he's not hurt either. Champions League team. It's so fucking stupid. And then our Aaron Long being a 75 overall as our 10th best player. Like, just fuck off. <laughs> fuck off, EA. I hate you. But scrolling down a little bit, Polistic did have 90 speed, which I, I like that. I like that a lot. It's pronounced pace in FIFA. Whatever, man. It's fucking <laughs> whatever. I don't care. Um, Top 10 player. Top 10 U.S. men's national team players in Major League Soccer. Uh, any surprises on this list for you? Um, probably, I feel like Bedoya is a bit high at five. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, That's he's a solid player, see. but fifth highest, I don't know about that. Um, yeah, I guess this, this list is, like, okay. Um, Bedoya was my only real issue. The main thing that I took away from this list, that I was like, no, there has to be an American, like, better than this top 10. They're all really young, and I feel like all the young guys, they just don't rate as high, because I mean, I guess that's fair in some ways, but... I I was just like, this this can't be our 10 best U.S. men's national team players, like, in Major League Soccer. Jordan Morris should definitely be in the top 10. I would agree. I would say Jordan Morris is a better player than... I'm about to make a statement. Then... Josie. No. No, 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 but like Bedoya. Bedoya for sure, bro. I would take <laughs> Morris over Bedoya any uh, day. Jordan Morris over Tim Parker. Uh, that's a tough one. That's it's tough kind one. of hard. Like it's kind of hard to pick because different positions. It'd be like, would you take Lu- Luis Robles or Jordan Morris? Uh, Robles for ten hundred, please. <laughs> In goal. <laughs> yeah, the dude's a fucking Iron Man. Um. Looking at the top 10 best players that are not U.S. men's national team, um, obviously Zlatan cracks number one. Like, you know, why wouldn't he? Um, and he does crack the, the top 100 players in the game overall with an 85 overall. Um, Vela shortly right behind him with an 83. And then Yosef Martinez behind him with an 81. Your boy, 
Nico hey. Gaetan at an 81 fourth. We got best. someone up there. <laughs> no, no fucking way he deserves to be in the top <laughs> fucking 10. I would probably agree. <laughs> A name alone got his ass up there. Yeah, you're probably right. Piatti comes in at fifth, which, look, I'm, I love Nacho Piatti. The dude's been around Major League Soccer forever. He's a staple of the Montreal Impact. But with his injuries and where he's been playing and with his consistency, the dude is not an 80 overall. Better than <laughs> He is better than Christian Pulisic. This is, what made, this is what EA is saying to me. But it's also this year, too, it's and whatever. he's been out for so long. It's like... still, still annoyed. It's fine. Um... <laughs> Yeah, the rest of the top ten is what it is. The Ebro at the fifty-six pace, though that's 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 rough. Um, <laughs> Thirty-four defense, <laughs> like his height alone should give him a little bit up there. Maybe yeah, just just because you're tall, you play good defense. His that's... card is actually actually kind of shit. It's trash. Like physical is seventy-eight. That's low. Yeah, he just I has think... an eighty-eight shot. He's just gonna blast it from fucking. Even that's like just decent compared to you know. The top players. I mean, that's good for MLS. Hey, hey. I ain't trying to talk shit, man. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's good for MLS. All right, let's go position <laughs> by position really quickly. Goalkeepers, Bill Hamid is your is tied for your top guy, but I think like with his numbers, he became the number one overall goalkeeper, whatever. Um, he's a 74 overall. Do you have any issues with any of the top five goalkeepers? Um... No. I like Eli Room in there. I think that guy is really good. I do. I do. I'm 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 okay. I think Andre Blake deserved maybe a shout somewhere. Ooh, that's true. I didn't even but, think about um, him. Maybe over that... Tim Melia, even though I love Tim Melia, but uh I, I do think Andre Blake deserved to be in there. I think Andre Blake one hundred percent should be in here. Uh, let's move to left back. Do you? When I was looking at the fullback positions too, I was like, "Yeesh, fucking fullback suck in Major League Soccer." Um, That's nothing new. No, exactly. Like this. Ali Adnan wins the first spot. Yeah, Ali Adnan from the Whitecaps, probably the Whitecaps. Pretty big drop off. Yeah, seventy-five, and then a seventy is your next best with Milton Valenzuela. So, I'm okay with this left back list. In all honesty, um. I couldn't maybe like I I was gonna say like Greg Garza, but he's been injury prone and just in and out too. He's so a I can't... good player though. If he if he didn't pick up those injuries, he could be in. I could see him at a little bit above seventy. Let's let's see if we can get him out of Cincinnati too. Um, <laughs> I mean, everyone's got to get out of Cincinnati <laughs> at this point. Uh, right backs Leonardo Jara for DC United picked up the top spot with a seventy three. I have an issue with the right backs. Yeah. There's no way that EA can tell me that Anton Tinnerholm is the fifth best right back <laughs> in Major League Soccer behind Bakari Sagna, Jorge Morhera uh, for the Timbers, and Michael Murillo for the Red Bulls. Fine, maybe Jara, but Anton Tinnerholm, so fucking good. Yeah. I feel like definitely over uh, Jorge Morera and Sagna. Yeah, fuck Sonya. He should be a 73, Tinder Home. Thank you. Thank you. Or like a 72.5. Ooh, I like that. That's cool. Right right above Michael Maria. I'm I'm okay with that. Um, This is where I have some issues. Center backs, um, Giancarlo Gonzalez for the LA Galaxy takes home the top spot for center backs with a 76 overall. Damn. That's, That's trash. It's really stupid. That's fucking trash. Like it's just like it's it's so funny that like the guy people at EA don't really pay attention to any other league outside like the EPL and La Liga, um, and Bundesliga but, a little bit. Yeah, Bundesliga a little bit. Um, defensive midfielders Michael Bradley takes home the top one. Wait, down. wait. Yeah, center backs. Where do you think Walker Zimmerman falls? I feel like for an MLS player, he should be in this list. I think Walker Zimmerman should be in this list over um, Giancarlo Gonzalez and Lamine Sané, who Lamine Sané had a 74, and he's had a fantastic season for Orlando Yeah, City. but better than, well, technically you have him listed higher than Ike Obara, but they're on the same level. But better than Tim Parker, too? I, no, no. But it, you can't argue with FIFA, man. This, this shows you how yeah. good everyone is forever. <laughs> 
Do you have any issues with the defensive midfielders? Bradley being the number one with the 76 overall. Bradley's 58 pace. You're telling me Bradley's the same speed as Zlatan? Oh, he's yeah, not, man. He's two paces higher. Whatever the fuck that measures out to. Bradley will just headbutt him again in the chest in the playoffs. Oh, <laughs> that's all it means. Um, moving to the midfield, I, I kind of combine central midfielders, left midfielders, and right midfielders. Um, Romain Alessandrini, uh, I just had like a mini, <laughs> I don't know. Romain Alessandrini and Mauricio Pereira, um, tied with the top spot for a 77 overall. Um, I kind of like this list. There was a lot of guys, obviously, to choose from because I'm looking at three positions. So, you know, this cut the list off pretty early. But there was a lot of guys around that 77 to 74 range. Yeah. um... (laughs) Sorry. Very good. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I don't really have any problems with this list. It seems... I feel like Orlando City should be better, to be honest. They've got a couple names in these lists. And- I mean, if, yeah, if we go based off fucking FIFA. I mean, if we go based off FIFA, Nico Gaetan is your fucking best Number one, midfielder. Yeah, which, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that, but... Albert Rusnak got absolutely destroyed in... <laughs> In this list, he's fourth overall to 76. I'm calling some bullshit there. Um, on the wings, Carlos Vela, top spot, Ignacio Piatti, and Nani with an 80 overall, Pavone with a 79, and then Alexandru Mitrita, NYCFC on the board, baby, 75. Yeah, good list. And then I can't argue with Vela being number one on that list. No, and then I think the strikers kind of steal the show, which I'm surprised at number five, but we had Zlatan, Joseph. 85 and 81. Brian Fernandez and Gustavo Bo, uh, 77s are both. They're both 77s. Bradley Wright Phillips is your fifth best striker in the game with the 77. Huh. Calm bullshit. I mean, maybe they made these ratings at the start of the season. They were I like, mean, eh. for sure. But like, I don't know. Just... They were probably like, eh, let's not change it. Who the who the fuck cares anyway? <laughs> no one gives a fuck about Major League Soccer. That's, Why the that's, fuck? that's what EA is doing, you know. Whatever. I'm overall happy the game's out. I'm happy I can play some FIFA. It's I just, not out yet. It's four days. Whatever. You know what I mean. Like, it's <laughs> here. It's on the fucking verge. Ah. I like v- Big Verge on, on the cover. I don't like the other alternative cover. Why? What's the, what's the alternative cover? Oh, we don't need to mention. <laughs> not worth mentioning. Um, I'm going to scratch the second thing we have on our list, and I want to talk about Jesse Marsh. Um, and we can just talk about him a little bit because I feel like we might talk about him also. On wait, full wait, press wait, 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 before we go. Yeah. That, so I just want to say that I had a little point for the second thing, but it was like a very small point. So I yeah. feel like Matt so, Turner should be part. Oh, do you want to mention the thing? I was going to say, so the second thing <laughs> we we're going to talk about, um, someone from MajorLeagueSoccer.com put out an article of the 10 most underrated players this season. Um, and you know, it was a, it was a pretty long list of, I mean, it's 10 guys, whatever. It seems longer <laughs> than 10 guys. I just read that now. It's, I'm stupid again. We're going to bring that up. It's a long list. Okay. It's a long list of 10 guys. Um, but I don't know. So it will, we can talk about the list if you want, but who do you really think? Want to who do you think should be on the list? You had I a guy. Think Matt Turner should be on the list. Goal, uh, goalkeeper, goalkeeper for the Reds? New England Revs. He's basically the reason they're in a, in a playoff position. I'll give you that. One uh, of the main reasons. I'm with it. Um, I mean, my guy. I kind of brought him up before, but Anton Tinnerholm just slowly. Whatever. Is, is the best right Whatever. Just likes NYCFC too much. Yeah, I mean, no, no, look, we uh, secured a home field advantage during the playoffs. CJ cool. Sapong, most underrated. <laughs> Why are you laughing, bro? It's because it's not true. What? Kind like, of. You know who's an underrated head coach? Is it Jesse Marsh? It's Jesse Marsh. Yo, how oh, do you get that? I don't <laughs> know. I'm just like good like that. Um, Jesse Marsh, he. This past weekend, champion UEFA Champions League started, um, and Jesse Marsh not only became the first American head coach to coach a game in UEFA Champions League, but he became the first American head coach to win a game in UEFA Champions League. RB Salzburg defeated Genk, what was that, 5-1? 5-2? 6-2. 
six two something jesus christ um jesse marsh is also seven and zero to start the year uh, managing salzburg In all competitions yeah he's or, absolutely well, yeah. fucking killing the game there were chance of usa for for jesse marsh I, that's yeah. American. American managers are have never lost in a Champions League. Yeah, yeah. We maybe, maybe more should get hired. I think we should. Yeah, we. It's like you know how like everyone goes for like a German center back or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah. it's like American managers example. have never lost in Champions League. They've only won. Jesse Marsh, most successful American manager ever in Europe. <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah, right yes. now. <laughs> honestly, you can't argue it. Um, I just want to mention, I mean, we're going to talk about this later. Um, but did you see this kid, Erling Braut Holland from Norwegian? Nor- I was going to say Norwegian. Like, from, he's Norwe- Nor- from Norwegian Cruise Lines, yeah. I was going to say he is Norwegian, but I also was going <laughs> to say he's from Norway, and I just merged him. Um, Norwegian national, 19 years old. He has 17 goals and five assists through nine games this season. Yeah, that's like some Josef Martinez numbers. That is a fuckload. That's insane. Of numbers. Like, what? He's it's... He had a hat-trick in four games. Hat-trick in this game. But he's he's only come off the field without scoring, I think, once in nine games. I bet you Jesse ripped into him, too, when, they, when he didn't score. It's it's absurd though. It's <laughs> no, absurd. it's absolutely insane. We'll talk about it later. So where are we going to talk about it later, Jason? On the full press pod. Yeah, we, we are. That later. <laughs> Check that out. We as got some well. Champions League shit coming. Uh, first weeks and some roundups, I guess, on other leagues. So yeah. yeah, it'll be a fun one. It will be. It will be. Um, other big news to kind of talk about LAFC, they secured a Champions League spot for 2020. They're officially won the uh, Western Conference. So, congrats. It's probably like you've been, you probably had this one like one like 15 weeks ago. It's fine. Whatever. They kind of slipped a little. I'm going to be honest. Yo, it's because people are figuring them out. And no Carlos Vela when he was hurt for all those. I weeks. mean, they still only have four losses. I don't know if I can consider that people figuring them out. But I mean, I mean, played Philly last week. That that Philly game was tough. I mean, like, think about how LAFC at the beginning of the season was an absolute force. Like, yes. it looked like no other team was even close to them. But honestly, NYCFC, your boys, hey, they're not far behind. Hey, yeah, this like, is this is the most excited I've ever been for an NYCFC season. Because this is honestly the best team we've ever had. And it's weird saying that because, like, we've had David Villa the entire time. We've had guys like Jack Harrison and, um, you know, Stevie G. And this fucking... is a weird season for it to be one of the more exciting ones, I think. It's weird because we have no big names. Mm-hmm. Our biggest name is Maxi Morales. And, like, I bet you there's pretty decent-sized fan, like, MLS fans that don't know who the fuck he is. And he's sure. your... You're, he's your assist leader, and he's an absolute fucking force at five foot two. <clears throat> hey, you guys can still win the supporter shield, which I think is insane with four I, games left. That is not. I happening. thought. I mean, it. Yeah, it's not. But the fact that LA, I thought LAFC was going to clinch that like way earlier, but really, it, it. You guys brought it close. I have to give you guys props. So I want to talk about the Golden Boot race. Because that involves LAFC slipping up a little bit. Because Carlos Vela had this in the bag for a while, right? He got hurt. He was out for a few games. He's still in the lead with 28 goals on the season. But Zlatan and Yosef are on his fucking tails. Uh, Yosef is scoring a lot. Yosef scored, I think, in 15 straight games, including all competitions. Um, Zlatan. It's just in MLS, I think, now. No, uh, he scored in the U.S. Open Cup final. What was the game he didn't score in? The other final they were in. Uh, the League's... Not oh, the League's, League's Cup. Cup. No, it wasn't the League. No, wait. Well, they won no. another trophy, didn't they? Yeah, it wasn't the League's Cup. It was the other one. The Campeones Cup. He didn't score in that. Yeah, but I think this... I don't That's know, a competition. Whatever. Whatever. He's scoring a fucking lot in a lot of straight games. <laughs> Joseph's like at 26. Everything you say today. It's fine. I'm used to it at this point. Zlatan, 
He um, had a hat trick against Sporting Kansas City last week in their 7-2 to win over fucking Kansas City, completely ending their season. Um, so Zlatan's at 26. Rest Carlos Villas, <laughs> RIP and P, uh, SKC. Ooh. Ooh. Um, Carlos Vela in the lead with 28. In your opinion, with four games, four or so games left for each of these teams, who comes away with the golden boot? Oh, fuck. I feel like it relies a lot on the opponent, but if Carlos Vela is healthy and state can stay on the, healthy and plays the rest, which I feel like is kind of unlikely just be based on like he might get rested a little bit going into the playoffs um, because they basically have everything clinched. Um, I would say Carlos Vela, but I actually think Joseph Martinez has a better chance over Zlatan. God. All right, so... I think Josef Martinez, if we're going to pick someone that's not in the lead currently, has the best chance. I think it's Josef as well. Um, Zlatan scores in bunches, right? So, like, look, Zlatan can conceivably come out next week against whoever the hell the Galaxy... I don't have it right in front of me right now. But whoever the hell the Galaxy are playing... And could score another hat trick, most likely at whatever he wants to. And too bad would... the rest of their games weren't against LAFC <laughs> uh, or Sporting Kansas City. Yeah, I guess or Kansas City too. But that would put him at twenty nine goals, and you know, like he could, he Zlatan could win this if Zlatan wanted to, right? Like because we've said this all season long, if he wants to score, he could do it. I don't think he does it, though. I think Yosef continues this scoring streak that he's on, and I think he takes it. Um, he's been doing a little bit more than just poaching goals in it with his last few, and it's been impressive to see him kind of like... He's creating this, for himself a little bit. This season has been a much more impressive season from Yosef Martinez than I think last season was, and that might be like an interesting take, but... I've enjoyed Yosef more this year than I did last year. Well, I mean, I think he's just had to do a lot more sort of independently. Um, no, no, makes sense. Fishing it out to him. Yeah, it's not. It's not as easy, I guess. Things don't come as simple where it's just like tap ins because Miggy just dominates. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, he's created a, a lot of goals for himself. It's not. It's not your typical, like, Yosef one-on-nuns. It's him kind of finding space between defenders and letting it rip. And look, at the same exact time, Carlos Vela can still just go out there and be what Vela's been all season and, and win this. So it, it's I mean, going to be interesting how this comes down. He's driving. Vela's driving? Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm going to take your word for it. Um, let's move on. Let's continue with the topic of strikers and Mr. Ibrahimovic and the, the continued shit talk. I'm so tired of him talking. I'm so tired I, of talking about him talking, too. I mean, we don't have to talk about him. This is, this is our show. We don't have to talk about him. Oh, what? True. Do, do, do you want to skip over it? No, I mean, we should mention it. All right. So Zlatan came out after his hat trick against Ford in Kansas City, which he was fantastic in. He said, I'm the best player to ever play in Major League Soccer. Um, and he said something else at the end of it. I can't think of it, and I didn't write it down because it's it's been a week, guys. But he said, "I'm the best player to ever play in Major League Soccer." Whatever, like end of comment right there. And I I know I think I know your opinion, and they think you know my opinion. But no one can call themselves the best at anything Until if they've never make the play and make the playoffs thank you i was about to say until you've won it make i mean i agree you basically have to win it if you're the best to ever play in a league and you've never won that league it's like so do you just like not try which is probably the case with zlatan but um, yeah <laughs> i mean there you go yeah <laughs> but yeah if you've never made the playoffs don't even like try and speak like that all right I'm going to end it there. I'm not going to drag on a Zlatan bashing session like we normally do. Um, Chicago Fire were in the news. Hey, big news. So they are under. They So the four. Blah, 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 blah. Start over from the beginning. I'm having a rough fucking week talking. Joe Mansudo. 
he was used to be a partial owner of Chicago Fire. He owned 49% of the team. He bought out the previous owners 51% and now is the sole owner of the Chicago Fire. Um, so your fire under brand new ownership. They also pretty Hyped. much have finalized finalized the deal to be playing in Soldier Field starting next season. Um Joe Mansudo, the brand new owner of the fire, he went on extra time radio and he told the extra time people that he likes the name of the fire. It is uniquely Chicago, but he is going to let management kind of have their say with any type of rebranding that they're going to do heading into soldier field, heading into almost this new era of the Chicago fire. Um, Jonathan Bornstein after their five, one, no five, nothing win over FC Dallas. Whatever I'm, I, this off week for me. I don't I'm have. Trying no to help. I'm trying to help. I'm trying to help. Um, but so after after the Fires win against FC Dallas, Bornstein said that you know pretty much I'm saying I'm saying this verbatim, but I'm not verbatim. He, he came out and said that this win was for him. They like seeing him in the locker room. They like the feeling around this new ownership. So I'm gonna let you just go, man. New owner, Soldier Field, all this stuff. I'm gonna let you ride. Um, yeah, so first, like, I'm super excited for this. Mansueto is, like, really, it sounds like he's really invested in the team. He's excited. Yeah, he's a Chicago guy. He's bringing the team into Chicago uh, in Soldier Field, which I think is a really good move. I mean, I've been to Toyota Park a couple times. It is not fun doing that drive. Um... It also like it feels like it's just in the middle of nowhere, so you're just like, what, why, like why? Um, now it's like a little train ride, a little walk. It's super easy to get to. First, like people in Chicago, fucking show up, please, because <laughs> this is huge. This is a big deal, and if we can get like people going to these games, it's it's huge. I mean, the team needs that, you know, home impact. We need we need to benefit from playing at home and right now i i feel like it's kind of empty a lot of times um i'm just super excited i mean i hope like out of everything that's happened it's been all very positive i really don't want like if i'm not gonna get like negative but like please don't change the name like chicago fire top five name in mls oh i mean i agree with that statement wholeheartedly (laughs) i so a few questions for you because these are honest questions that I have that I've been holding off asking you because I want to save them for the podcast. Yeah. I've been reading reports that the Chicago fire might, they might keep the name, but do a little, not a rebranding, but a refreshing kind of switch up the logo going into this new era of Chicago fire, new, well, back to the old stadium, but new stadium, um, new ownership group, maybe a new focus. How would you feel about like, maybe like a new logo kind of refresh that way? I've heard of like a possible, like kind of what Columbus did, um, with like a new logo, little Mm. rebrand, not like a rebrand, but you know, like a, a, yeah, refresh. I really like how the fires logo is like super unique. Um, especially nowadays, like with um, all these new MLS teams are just, you know, circles basically. And I mean, sure. Ours is kind of a circle, but it's unique. It's like that fire, like fire crest. I don't really know what that would like the exact name of that is, but, um, it, it fits really well with the name of the team. And I really like it. I'm not against like a refresh, if that's what we want to call it. Like definitely not against that if they do it in like a good way that, you know, I don't know. I I want it to look good, obviously. And I don't know what their ideas are. So it's kind of hard to answer that, but I, I do like where it's at now, but I'm also not opposed to seeing a change, like bring in a new era because hopefully this will be a new era with a new owner. Who's, who's a lot more invested in the team, uh, already than it's been. I think, um, there's no word on like whether Nelson Rodriguez and um, Velko are staying or going or how that'll play out. But you that know, be my next question. There, there are yeah. So there's there are possibilities there. Maybe Velko's not there. Hopefully, I mean, I'm not super against him. 
Um, Nelson Rodriguez, like, I'd be happy to see him go. Really. <laughs> I'd be like, all right, peace. Like, you didn't really help us in any way, so. You've never brought in a decent player. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, I think there's going to be a lot of changes, and I kind of trust this Joe Mansueto to, you know, he seems like he's trying to do the best for the city, and that's kind of all you can ask for. So I'm happy. I'm really happy with the, how this is all going. So you answered a few of my Chicago Fire questions in there, so I'm happy. The last question that I had was that how do you feel about going – and I'm not saying how you feel about playing in Soldier Field. Obviously, that's going to be a benefit more in a better location. More fans could come out, et cetera, et cetera. But – there's a lot of people like you know who are saying that they're going to back to an NFL stadium with no real plan of a soccer specific stadium. Is that something that bothers you or are you just like fuck it? At least we're not playing in a baseball stadium. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Wow. <laughs> wow. When MLS Cup is being played in Yankee Stadium and you see me in the outfield, you And people are slipping on the turf that's <laughs> falling apart and they're like on dirt in the infield. Uh-huh. It'd be the um, shittiest MLS Cup ever. <laughs> anyway, uh, to answer your question, like from what I read, it's it sounded to me like it was a, a temporary thing. Like they got a deal locked up for the year, but long term, I didn't really get that vibe from it. Yeah. Um, but it from talking to people, it sounds like it actually is like a long term deal, at least for now. Um <clears throat> I know, like, MLS is really pushing towards soccer-specific stadiums, so I feel like they're still looking. I just don't know if that's the number one priority at the moment. I think with so much going on, new ownership, the team definitely needs to be playing better. I mean, that's number one, probably. Um, Soldier Field is a good spot, you know, temporarily. It is big. It's a big football stadium, um, but it's easy to get to, and... It's really in the city, and no one can really have an excuse to not go anymore. Like, this shitty... I I mean, I kind of felt the excuse was, on one hand, kind of shitty that uh, Bridgeview was so far away. But on the other hand, it was a pain in the ass to drive to. Yeah. Uh, So, I mean, both sides of that argument are kind of correct, in my opinion. But... um. Like moving to Soldier Field, whether it's temporary, whether it's you know long term, I do I do think that down the line, whether it's five years, ten years, fifteen, a soccer specific stadium will be built. And my, I'm hoping for that. It's I guess mainly me just like really being optimistic. <laughs> um, yeah, well, but, welcome to the club, man. <laughs> yeah, hopefully we don't have the same troubles you're having. I mean, maybe if we just find some site that has like toxic gas on it or something. That's like perfect. Miami. <laughs> I see why nothing would go wrong there. Yeah, we'll just create superheroes. Yeah. Oh, and you <laughs> win MLS Cup because you have superhumans. I like it. Yeah. Thinking in like 300 IQ there. Nelson Rodriguez, I'm doing your job. <laughs> Hire me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I do think that long-term soccer-specific will be the goal. In the city, because you can tell it didn't work already outside the city. They're not making that mistake again. All right, let's move over to the playoff picture. Atlanta United dropped points this weekend to the Columbus crew. Philly and LAFC drew at Philly. DC goes away to Portland, picks up a big win. Minnesota beats RSL. Seattle gets a big win against the Red Bulls. LA Galaxy destroy SKC. It's nuts, and decision day is going to come down to the wire for a lot of teams, a lot of teams who are looking you know, up at, the, at that black line, too, at that seven seed, too. So you want to start east or west? Let's go east. Eastern Conference, we have NYCFC, the Union, and Atlanta United who have all secured playoff spots, right? They're all good. NYCFC is the only team of those three to have secured a home playoff Um home field advantage for for the playoffs which means they finished they're gonna finish top four um right now four five six and seven is toronto dc red bulls new england 
that is how the playoff order stands right now. Looking up at them is Montreal, Chicago, and Orlando. And I guess technically Columbus too, but Columbus is out. That's we're not I'm, I'm sorry, crew fans, but you're you're a no-go. Um which let's look at that's this look at seeds four and five right now. With how people are playing, with how kind of recent results have kind of laid out. How do you think who do you think gets that last home field advantage spot? And then who do you think kind of falls right under that at five? Um, I think actually the Red Bulls get four. What? Yeah. Blasphemy. <laughs> I knew you're gonna be pissed, but I don't know. I just feel like they're playing well. They're picking up wins now, uh, in their last I wanna say two games. I don't they know. They lost last week to the to Sounders. Oh, you're right, they did. Wasn't that yesterday? No, they played. Did they play? Oh, I for also forgot there was midweek games. So that could have also they, they did beat Portland yesterday. I apologize. Or two days ago. No. Oh, yeah. You're listening. yeah two. They, they beat Portland two days ago, but they lost the, to the Sounders over the weekend. I don't know. I just I think they're better than Toronto and D.C. See, and the only reason why I'm going to disagree with you for who gets four and I think it's Toronto FC is because Toronto FC is on this weird form now where they're going back and forth from drawing games to winning games to drawing games to winning games. And at the end of the day, at least they're getting fucking positive points, and that's more than you can say. Yeah, seven straight. That's more than you can say about D.C., the Red Bulls, New England, Montreal, and Chicago being consistent. Yeah, I just, wait, I got to amend my comment. Yes. I still, I'm still gonna roll with the Red Bulls and fourth because I already said it. But I looked at the form. Not great. Win, you know, Wednesday. Lost on Sunday. Lost the week before. Lost the week before. Win, draw. So not great. Yeah. All right. So you're gonna stick with it because you said it, but you just wanted to I'm correct sticking. yourself, so you didn't. Say I did want to correct myself. Yeah, because yeah. I, I totally missed that. But I, I still think. I'm still going to go with it. I still think they're going to be fourth when it's all said and done. All right. I, I, I don't feel you're super confident in that pick, <laughs> but fifth, who do you fifth think? TFC. <clears throat> so you should take my argument against me. That's fine. Um, I'm going to say DC United gets fifth. Um, I really so you're think just that, like going with the, the shit as it is. I think TFC and DC are the best of the rest. <clears throat> Like, outside of the top three of City, Philly, and Atlanta, TFC and DC are the best of those rest remaining teams, like, easily. Yeah. Um, who do you have finishing? So, now, sixth to seventh is going to be an interesting finish. The Red Bulls, like, you just threw out their recent form, hasn't been phenomenal. New England also hasn't been great, but they've been pushing, and they're still a tough team to play in their own right. Montreal, dropping points. Chicago bouncing up and down like they're giving me anxiety. I can't even imagine being a five <laughs> fan. And Orlando City, we're still... used to it. We're so used to it. It's, <laughs> it doesn't phase me at this point. And Orlando like, City, great. Still if they make it great. There. Orlando City, nah. They're still technic. They're a point behind you guys. You can't talk that much shit. They're not making it. Aye. Okay. Montreal, Aye. Montreal, also not making it. Okay, so you're down to so fine. Give me six and seven. You're down to the Red Bulls, the Revs, and the Fire. I already picked the Red Bulls. I'm down I'm sorry. to DC. I apologize. Which DC is going to get sixth. All right, DC's getting six for you. So we're down to the Revs and the Fire. Yep. Oof. Now the Revs have 40 points. The Fire are on 37. The Fire play Cincy next weekend at Cincy mm-hmm. versus Toronto and at Orlando. Last three games. Uh, the Revs have four games remaining. Fuck. RSL <laughs> versus RSL. That's a tough game. At Portland, that's a tough game. Versus NYCFC, but NYCFC will probably have clinched the conference. Maybe. Um, Don't you put that evil on me. <laughs> and then at Atlanta. So those are a much tougher final three games than Chicago. Mm-hmm. Fuck it. I'm going with Chicago. Oh, you we're think making sneak it in? in seventh. I said at the beginning of the year, we're getting seventh. <laughs> sneak it in. Um, all right, my new s- manager. You can't. There's 
it's like getting a new coach and then the team rattles off a bunch of wins like uh, Man United did last year. That's what's going to happen with the fire. The fire are the Manchester United of Major League Soccer. That's what no, you're don't say that. <laughs> Stop. Um, Stop. I'm going to be... I'm going to be a little back. different. I think the Red Bulls, I think they finished sixth. I think just out of pure, they have more talent than a lot of these other shittier teams do. They're going to do it. I really want to pick the Revs to finish seventh. I really do. I think Gustavo Bo is fantastic. I think Carlos Hill is finding that form that he had when he first kind of started with this season and having a striker in front of him who's capable is fine. And like you mentioned earlier, Matt Turner has been fantastic in net. I just really don't trust the rest of the team around the New England Revolution to get the job done, especially against some harder competition, like you said, with Atlanta, with New York City, with Portland and RSL. Those are all, I mean, Portland arguably not, but all playoff teams. But it's at Portland, so regardless, that's a hard game. Exactly, and you're going cross-country, right? That's tough. Yeah. So I'm going to pick the Chicago. Yeah, they go from RSL to... Portland to NYCFC. So, yeah, that's a lot of travel. I'm going Chicago Fire. Hey, your, big things. In your in your seventh spot. Maybe it's the new ownership group that's getting me a little excited for them. I don't know. I like it. I like it. You're being nice for once. <laughs> I'm tired, man. I can't I can't fight being <laughs> mean. All right. Let's look at the Western Conference. Who do you have in the first? No, just kidding. LAFC locked up that first spot. They're good. Um, Support Shield pretty much locked up. <laughs> pre- pretty much. What so, are they? They probably win once, right? And they have it. Uh, well, I guess if NYCFC wins, they would still be within. Six yeah, points. it's pretty much all going to left for each. So it's all going to matter how we do if we keep them in the Support Shield race or not. I mean, you're three games behind now. So if you guys both win, you'll still be in the race. If they win and you lose or draw, I think you'll be out. Damn. Well, let's not do that, guys. Let's, let's try to make a push for a supporter shield. Just win all four. That's all we got to do. That's it, right? Pray LAFC loses one of uh, two of almost three of their four. <laughs> three of those games. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so LAFC is your one seed. There you go. Um, who do you have finishing? Let's go second through fourth. This is really tight. It's crazy. It's absolutely insane. I can go first if you want. I mean, two, I'm putting C- Seattle. I'm putting Minnesota finishing second. Oh. I think the Loons are playing a, maybe a little bit better soccer at this point. I don't know. I'm... It's interesting. They last game is at Seattle. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Decision day is going to be fucking amazing. Um... And speaking of Seattle, I'm going to say they finished third. I think I'm going to put Minnesota third. So we I just flip those for us. I think it's kind of hard right, to argue against those. I think right now those two are battling for that second best team in the West. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, obviously, like standings wise, yes, that's what it is. But I'm saying like argue argumentatively, <laughs> like talent wise, skill wise, how they've been performing. I think it's Seattle and Minnesota. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so fourth is where it gets tough for me. I'm going to pick the LA Galaxy, but I'm going to say gross. just purely out of Zlatan wanting to win the golden boot, he scores a shit ton of goals. All they for play, selfish reasons. They play RSL in two weeks. So that, I mean, that's a game to look at. Exactly. Um, But I don't know. I don't think I can pick them. I'm just not sold on the Galaxy. I'm not sold either, but I think Zlatan is so selfish, and he wants to win the Golden Boot to say he won something in Major League Soccer that he's going to do well enough to put L.A. up into the four spots. They have Montreal, RSL, Vancouver, and Houston. That's a pretty easy schedule. Come on. They're basically against RSL for this, if, if... these two spots, I would mm, kind of. Um, RSL has New England, Galaxy, Houston, Vancouver. Wait, did I say Vancouver was the last one for both teams? No, you said Houston was the last game for the Galaxy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, 
So that's not super difficult either. So who do you have finishing fourth? I have Arcel. And then who's fifth? I have... Oh, I was going to pick San Jose. And then I looked at their remaining games. San Jose's fucked those remaining games. <laughs> their last four games are Atlanta at Atlanta versus Philly versus Seattle at Portland. Yeah, they're not, not easy. It's I gotta go with the Galaxy then. Yep. I, I didn't, and I didn't want to, but I have I to. had the Galaxy four and picking RSL five. This is where I think this six and seven seed is where I think it's a fucking crap hole. Or crap shoot. Crap hole. Crap shoot. Um <laughs> San Jose and Dallas are tied at 44 points. Portland is in eighth right now at 43 points. SKC, Wait, Colorado, Houston are out, right? Teams They're done. played two. FC Dallas has one last game to play. Yes. FC so, Dallas has three left. San Jose and Portland have four. I am going to go out on a limb here, right? I'm going to stick with my, with my hot take. I said like two or three episodes ago that Portland misses the playoffs still. I am picking Damn. San Jose and then FC Dallas. Damn. I think Portland's run of form has been poor, especially with their last 11 of their 12 games being at home. Yeah. And they've, they haven't shown me anything. Gio Savarisi seems to be in a little bit of a panic mode, to me at least. Um, so I'm, I'm saying they miss. I'm saying they drop, they continue to drop points at home. Oof. I feel like I agree with you, but I'm disagreeing with you also. Timber Jason, here we come. Oh, fuck. Now I feel like I have to disagree. I agree. <laughs> but you have to go with them. I have them in sixth. Really? San Jose is just too tough. Their schedule remaining teams are all, besides Portland, all teams in like the top four of the co- each conference, I guess. I don't know what I'm saying. They have the I, hardest. I get what you're saying. I like, I get what you're saying. I just don't trust Portland right now. Um, and I think FC Dallas is just not quite good enough. So your seventh spot is San Jose. Yeah. Got it. All right. I mean, look. and FC Dallas has one less game to play, so I think it's with one point ahead. That's a lot of pressure. We're four weeks, right? Four weeks. Four weeks away from decision day. This is getting exciting now, and this is the this is the time of Major League Soccer that I love. Did you write our picks down? I did. Yes. Oh, good, good, good. I'm that good, man. Don't, don't worry. Smart, smart guy. <laughs> I'm a genius. Um, says so the guy who fucking I, I blasted music over me talking in the beginning of the episode. That's just what no, I do. When you started talking, it wasn't as loud. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, look at that. So it actually sounded pretty good on my end. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Um, I wanted to end this episode with doing a little postmortem, um, you know, a little RIP and P to the teams who have been officially eliminated from, uh, from any type of contention to making the playoffs. And right what now, it's all... they're all in contention for a different trophy. Uh, yeah, so arguably <laughs> the most important trophy. We can call this the postmortem uh, wooden spoon race. You can call it that. There are two teams right now. I think. Fighting hard, even though one team is fighting much harder than the other at at this wooden spoon race. I don't even know if they're fighting anymore. <laughs> just, one one of them has it. Let's be honest. They're dead. Um. So let's let's start with the team that's gonna finish second in the wooden spoon race. The Vancouver Whitecaps started off with, with that. Started off with so much hope. Mark Dos Santos <laughs> coming in from LAFC. Switching over an entire roster, pretty much. And Vancouver Whitecaps, just Vancouver Whitecapped. You had Ali Adnan, a guy who just flew onto the scene, became a very good left back. He's the best left back in FIFA 20 and for Major League Soccer. Just not forget that. <laughs> Inbom Huang, who I had, I was talking up a shitstorm about this guy before the season started. Not great. I mean, he didn't play bad. He just, I think, was played out of position a lot. Whatever. Vancouver Whitecaps, R.I.P. and P. You're not winning the wooden spoon, and and, and you're, you're out. I'm sorry. Do you, do you have anything you want to say about the Whitecaps? Um, 
I mean, you said a lot, so I'm not going to go into detail, but yeah, you guys can't win the wooden spoon, really. This is, and, and when we, we, I'm starting this. Kind of out of reach. If we do this, this little speech about you, I'm no longer talking about you on the podcast for this season. You're done. You've had oh. your time. This is it. So it really is rest in peace. Yeah, this, this really is an RIP and P until 2020. All right, well, bye, Vancouver. You had a good... Well, you didn't really have a good run. <laughs> <laughs> you at least ran faster than someone else. So, I mean, if this was like an apocalypse, you wouldn't die first. Um, do, do you want to say our goodbyes to FC Cincinnati? Yeah, um, FC Cincinnati. <sighs> Oof. I don't know what to say, to be quite honest. You might be the worst team to ever play in MLS. <laughs> In the history, six wins, twenty-two losses, and three draws, minus forty-four goal differential. Not great. Not great. This um, weekend, they tied the most goals allowed in a single MLS season with um, seventy-four. Yep, and there's still four games, three games left to play for them. So, um, so at least they broke a record. Zlatan yeah. doesn't have that one, huh? No, <laughs> Zlatan does not have that one. <laughs> Um, yeah, so really not great. Um, 0.68 points a game is disgustingly bad. Um, signing your 15 defensive midfielders really didn't work out for you. I'm shocked. 21 points total so far this season. What over under is 25. Let's just put it there. I'm picking under. <laughs> Ron Jans got his first win this past weekend, and he's been the manager for like the past eight games. And then they lost yesterday. Wednesday. Yeah. It's okay. At least they get a win every, you know, 10 games or so. Or eight games. Yeah, yeah. I think their last win before this past weekend. um... July. uh, We don't need to talk about that one. (laughs) Was the fire. July 13th. We don't need to talk about that one. I remember that episode. That was like the dark days for me. That was that was very dark days for you. Well, Cincinnati, RIP and P. You're no longer talked about this season. Thank yeah, you, everyone. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for for those moments of silence for the Whitecaps and FC. It really got kind of somber. <laughs> hey, it's okay. I'm okay with that. They're done. Um, I'm excited to see who we get to talk about next week. Yeah, exactly. Um. This episode of the MLS Aces podcast was brought to you by Roughneck Scarves. If you want any custom scarves, um, go over to roughneckscarves.com. They are the official scarf supplier for Major League Soccer, USL, and US Soccer. So go over there and check that out. Um, do you have anything you want to say, Jason? You know, you, you missed last week. I just, I, I, I feel like you haven't had the opportunity to really say what you want to say. I am just happy the fire starting to do something. I feel like I was like that meme of like the guy with a stick and he's like, come on, do something. And he's like, like just holding the stick. Like that was me for a really long time. And you know what? Now they finally listened. So I'm happy. It's been very, very pro fire lately. Um, <laughs> if we can, if we can make the playoffs, huge, huge. That is a pretty huge. big thing. If you make the playoffs, huge. Um, maybe like it's been a while. It's been- 200 people will show up to the game again. Maybe. Um, my I had to be mean for one second. My closing statement: At least our grass doesn't get torn up when you run on it. It's not grass; it's turf. Get it right. If you want to listen to me have an interview with the U.S. Open Cup legend and FC Cincinnati legend Mitch Hildebrandt, go listen to. Uh, oh my gosh, wait! I have something to say about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You asked us like the day before to guess who it was. Yes. And the only thing you gave was FC or I don't remember what you gave. I said he's a US Open Cup legend. <clears throat> I in twenty seventeen. Yes. Like you're not gonna believe me, probably, because I never actually typed it, but no, I was you didn't. going to say Mitch Hildebrandt because I remembered him literally destroying my heart. Yo, Mitch Hildebrandt talks about that fire game in the interview. The um, only reason that I thought of him when you put that out was because I remember watching that fire game thinking, holy shit, this goalie is <laughs> insane right now. Like, uh. 
that's I learned a lot of things about Mitch Hildebrand in the interview, and I don't want to say too much because I want you to go listen to it because I felt honestly, and I have said this before, I felt that this interview with Mitch Hildebrand was the best interview I've ever had on the podcast. Um, Mitch was very open. He was very open about his times with Minnesota United, um, FC Cincinnati. His t- um, he was on the Atlanta United MLS Cup winning team last season. Very open, was very willing to talk about a lot. He gave me some shit, and I gave it right back to him. So it was really cool. Um, and friend of the pod. Yeah, he. I would legitimately say he is friend of the pod. And what do you he, mean? I always legitimately say. It. <laughs> do you like not legitimately say it most times? No, I, I don't. I don't. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Got me. Got me a little nervous there. <laughs> um, but no, it was really cool uh, to interview Mitch last week. So go and check that out. He. He also is a very big Drake fan. He has a few Drake puns in there that I that I laugh at, but I mute my mic so I don't talk over him or laugh over him. So go and check that out. Um, this has been episode 121. Thank you guys for listening and um, enjoy some. Oh, so the reason why I played one Blink 182, I keep going off on tangent. The reason why I played Blink 182 to start, and I'm going to end the episode with Blink 182 again, is because in their recent concert, one of the members of Blink 182 is wearing a Philadelphia Union jersey on stage. That's sick. Hey, so sick. there you go. I can't hear it. Can you hear it now? Yeah. I on the drive home. No, it's really just you singing. <laughs> you need to raise that shit. Crank it, man. <laughs>